Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one very memeable moment at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Joining us again today, we have Rick and Julia Ingham. Hi, guys. Ahoy! Hello! <laughs> I'm fully committed back. to the nautical stuff now. That's we've, fair. we've shifted. A vast. <laughs> Do you, I, I just, I, I hope you have a promo that's all in pirate talk. That's, <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> Well, we didn't before, but we might have to make one now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I appreciate that you guys have gone from, like, a desert to, like, a water desert. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different kind of wasteland. Kevin Costner, Kevin yep. Costner wanted to be Mad Max so bad. Yeah. And it, it just seemed like a good interim movie because, you know... He, it's just one of those genre films that just fits so nicely. And we could have mm-hmm. talked about it for one episode, but we're going to talk about it for over a for year. a lot of episodes. Close to two. Yeah, yeah. close you to could two find, yep. You could find some other poorly received Kevin Costner movies to talk about <laughs> yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, we we've, could. <laughs> we've got to give George Miller enough time to finish the movie he's contractually obligated to direct and then develop and produce the Mad Max Wasteland movie, and possibly also that Furiosa prequel. I don't know. It's in the future, but we got to give George him Miller time. George currently working on? Uh, it's a movie called 3,000 Years of Longing. It's Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Oh. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. It does sound right. Yeah. It sounds very right. It was in production when everything crashed down around the entire mm-hmm. world. So it's been a little bit of an awkward limbo at this point, but no, he's contractually obligated to finish it. And George Miller doesn't like to multitask, or at least that's Mm. what he told me. And so he's going to finish one thing and then start working on those other things. Nice. I don't know anything about this movie except what you just said, but I am immediately (laughs) interested. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Anything with Tilda Swinton. I'm or Idris Elba. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm even willing yeah, to watch it, that terrible uh, gunslinger movie. I just haven't yet. The, <laughs> the Dark Tower. That's We've the heard one. It's terrible, but Idris Elba, so. Hey, man. And Matthew yeah, There's McConaughey. not a lot of information about it on IMDb, so. It sounds interesting. Not but much to say. Anyway. Just the title and the stars. I'm just. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like yeah, one of the of trivia thing. things is that Nicolas Cage is in talks to join the project. Oh jeez, so, oh. that's a thing. <laughs> that okay. I want him to play Mad Max in just like a no, short, I, in like a short I... film. <laughs> just Nicolas Cage, Mad Max. Oh, just what like we a 20 need short. is a. We need a Mad Max movie that's kind of like the. The movie that was made shortly after Heath Ledger died and they brought in a bunch of different actors to play that same character. Oh, the Imaginatorium, no. Of the, Dr. Parnassus of or Dr. something yeah. like that. Parnassus, yeah. something like that. But I want a bunch of people sitting around a fireplace and they're talking about running into Mad Max and you just have Mad Max played by a different 
actor in each story. And then by cool. the end of the movie, Tom Hardy like pulls off a hood and he's like, it's me the whole time. <laughs> That's a terrible Tom Hardy impression. <laughs> oh, it was me. You didn't expect me to come into this story, did you? <laughs> Well, he could narrate in his disguise. He can narrate his part of the story in the Bane voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It would be just like that episode of Batman, the animated yes. series. Almost, almost got, got him. him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that my like favorite the episode, episode of Batman. Ever. Yeah. I threw a rock at him. Thanks, Killer oh. Croc. You're the real MVP. It was a big rock. <laughs> We haven't even introduced them in it. I know. <laughs> oh, yep. It's like sorry about that tangent. Right? No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> um, we're gonna hit minute two hundred of this freaking movie this week. I don't care about tangents anymore. <laughs> it's such an amazing milestone. It is. But for now, we're on minute one ninety seven, which starts with mm-hmm. Sam yelling, "Frodo, get down!" in slow mo. Um, yeah. And it ends with Frodo kind of um, a quiver with fear. So Frodo get down, yelled in slow-mo. My brain just now is like, what if it was a dance competition? <laughs> <laughs> like, Frodo pulls a cardboard box from off screen, lays it on the floor, and then just starts, starts break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that meme where they someone painted like Jesus break dancing in the Vatican. And it was like the son of man <laughs> came not to serve or same, not to be served, but to serve or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frodo get down. And then Frodo's like, kick it. <laughs> Starts popping and locking. Then the eye of Sauron becomes like a disco ball, right? Oh my gosh, yes, and starts strobing. (laughs) And then Frodo drops it. (laughs) So gracefully in this minute. Oh my god. Gollum shows up on a turntable. (laughs) Uh, Well, that just reminds me of that... that old like meme video that was like flash animation. The towers are the players that used to kick around on the internet. People yeah. can probably look that up. I can't remember anything about it other than the name. And it's just like DJ Smeagol. Oh my God. I've never seen that. It was around the same time as the, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Of it's course. not as good. Well, no, clearly. It's, Cause that's Nothing a classic. Is as good. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, then Frodo just in full view of the eye of Sauron, just, like plies like a I graceful have, ballerina and hits the ground i have no um there's uh. no explanation for this it's just <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh someone a little while ago posted a link to to lord of the rings in oh, the group bless. and they use this <laughs> for like for stuff all the time yeah. and those. no i there is no reasonable explanation for this i don't understand sauron sees him right right and then he just uh. flops i, I... <laughs> who directed this like, <laughs> like peter sam has a rock that he can hide behind like sam right. has cover and frodo looks around and he's like oh i have no cover quick drop <laughs> stop and drop is this like the hobbit and you can stop, see the light roll? is still hitting him yes yeah. Sauron can still see him <laughs> 
but he's not using the ring, so it can't find it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I was kind of wondering about that. About Sauron being able to sense the ring when it's not in use. Seems like a design flaw. Yeah. What I have to wonder, is Sauron's vision like a T-Rex based on movement? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, he doesn't have any ears, so if the ring is trying to get his attention through some sort of vocal way, he can't he can't hear it. Where's the ears of Sauron? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got the eye of Sauron. It's at the top of Baradur. We've got the mouth of Sauron. He's coming on later in the week. What about the other parts of Sauron? Right? Yes. The toes. <laughs> <laughs> like... Are there a couple of emissaries of Sauron tooling around Mordor and they are the legs of Sauron and they just go around kicking people? Would the army be the arms of Sauron? I suppose. Okay, that would make sense. There we go. Okay, but where's the brain? It's the I would ring. hope in Baradur. <laughs> I hope the, the brain of Sauron isn't in a back alley somewhere huffing Mordor paint or something like that. <laughs> Like, where's There's all that white paint we were supposed to send to Saruman? Uh, at some point, I can imagine them calling uh, Mount Doom like in the heart of Mordor. Mm. Something like that. Seems kind of the phrasing that they would yeah. use. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this this moment with Frodo just hitting the dirt is so funny. <sighs> I don't. It's so, yeah, it's so derpy. It's, it reminds it me. So much of Mad TV. You had the character of Stuart. Uh, look what I can do. He, yeah, yeah, he would with the spaz something out. McDonald, not Norm McDonald. Michael McDonald. No, it was Michael yeah. McDonald. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, this this reminds me of that physical gag that he would do. He would just flare out. Collapse on the ground. <laughs> Why? So the thing about this too that doesn't make any sense is that he dramatically turns, turns. to look directly at the yes. camera. He turns his back on mm -hmm. Sauron and is just like, "Boop." What if I hide the ring with my back? <laughs> <laughs> he does kind if of I fall can't behind a rock, <laughs> but it is a little bit away from him. I mean, this is silly in context, but out of context, it is just like chef kiss levels of good. Right, just I, just, magnified. I just don't. I... <laughs> the... Then we go, we transition from this back out to the, the people outside the gate. And the gate starts to open and it, well, everyone rides towards it and they hear movement or whatever. Wait, 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 wait. I'm still hung up on Frodo. So... <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we are not done with yet. So, so when when the sorry when the gaze hits him, do you think like it's like a taser? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's just like, oh my god, and just like freezes. Right. He just he just can't deal thinking, with it. I was thinking. I was thinking he probably has very little control over his body anymore. Yeah. Like right. he's hallucinating, so he doesn't know what's going on. So I kind of imagine it as his feet are doing the work that the rest of his body can't. Yeah. He gets hit by the light and just gets paralyzed like a deer, but falls feet, down. Yeah. Feet don't fail me now. Fails. 
Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's established earlier in the movie with the whole Pippin thing that being looked upon by Sauron, even oh, indirectly, is damaging to you. Yeah. So, so don't gaze me, bro. Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Oh, don't I'm in pun jail. I'm don't sorry. It's fine. <laughs> to the pungent. Uh, <laughs> but then we we transition back out to in front of the black gate, and I have more notes about like about the the location. I love that you're on task. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some more notes about the location. Oh no, this is this is this is still ridiculous. Okay. So I I mentioned yesterday that this was filmed uh in in on land that the New Zealand Army used that these extras are mostly New Zealand Army guys. Mm -hmm. This was filmed on a munitions range that had been in use by the New Zealand Army for 40 years. Part of the reason they were, were unhappy. Landmines? Part of the reason they were unhappy about a movie being filmed on this location was that they had to comb it for 40 years of munition oh trash. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. And so it's just a lot of work. And they they like laid out all the stuff that the most dangerous stuff that is still possible to be found in this munitions area, mm -hmm. this munitions testing ground. And we're just like, if you find any of these, throw your hands up and a bomb unit will come dispose of the thing. <laughs> oh. They're like oh, grenades, no. landmines, mortar shells. Orlando Bloom apparently Oof. found a bullet and kept it and polished it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course he did. Cleaned that it up. doesn't surprise me. But they were worried every time they were like hammering a banner into the ground for display yeah. and everything else around this whole location. Or like, you know, the horses. Yeah. So they're just like, this is being filmed on a munitions rage where it was possible that there was still stuff they didn't find after combing it. Oh my gosh, that's so stressful. Yes. So they were just surrounded by bomb units on set while they were filming this. This is also <laughs> filmed pretty early in the production. Uh Ian McKellen talks about not really being sure how he wanted to play Gandalf the White yet when they were filming this stuff in Ooh, front of the Black that's Gate. that's interesting. Yeah. So this is filmed really early. In contrast to this, in this same minute, we have a very early in the film scene, uh, as far as filming-wise, whereas with Frodo and Sam in Mordor, this is, that's the last scene Sean Astin filmed. Oh, oh. get down? The scene of them walking through Mordor oh, is the wow. last bit that that's Sean cool. Astin filmed. And then they had a party for him when he left set. Aww. So there we go. And uh, I have a question about this scene out here in front of the Black Gate. Okay. What do you think the perspective of this one Gondor banner bearer is as he rides out here with Aragorn, Aomer, Gandalf, Legolas, Gimli, and Pippin? Is it just a random I guy? I bet he feels yeah, pretty special. It's just a random dude. It's just the standard bearer. He's just riding behind the side of the really lucky or really unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know who he kind of reminds me of? He reminds me in the sixth season of Community, Frankie Dart, played by Paget Brewster. He is the the outsider that came in at the last minute and totally nailed it. <laughs> like he does not belong here amongst all of the principals. Like everybody else in that group is super important to every part of this story. And then the standard bearer is like, yeah, I get to hang out with the cool kids. Right. Hey guys, what's <laughs> another, another label for that is the red shirt. Oh my gosh. Yes. He is the red shirt. If there was an oh. archer on the top of this gate, he would be the Duke to die. <laughs> yep. Yes. 
Absolutely. 100%. Kind of surprised he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't even have a name, oh. right? No, he's just just somebody. Do we even see his face? I don't think so. <laughs> I only noticed him like from behind. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we ever saw him. He's just carrying the banner of of Gondor. Also, Mary is on the horse right behind Amor. Yeah. So Pippin and Mary are both out there riding up to the front of this this place. Gandalf shouldn't be taking them to uh, within 20 feet of the Black Gate. Um, Gandalf shouldn't <laughs> have been doing a lot of things. It's true. You're going to tell him no? <laughs> I, I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. But. I figure they've been telling the hobbits no for three movies. <laughs> yes. And the hobbits don't listen. The hobbits say yes. When someone says no, the hobbits say yes. And they have been successful a good portion of the time. So, right. okay. I guess at this last stand where they all think they're going to die, might as well just let them come because they're mm -hmm. going to be there anyways. Right. I imagine Pippin that... repeating his line from the Council of Elrond. So where are we going? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you had the Palantir scene earlier in the movie where, oh gosh, was it, was it Mary or Pippin who picked it up? It's Pippin. Pippin. Oh, the eyeball? Okay. Pippin. So Pippin picks up the Palantir and they talk about it afterward where it's like, oh, Sauron thinks you have the ring. So Sauron has just spied two hobbits walking through Mordor and then two more hobbits show up outside the gate and suddenly there's just hobbits everywhere. Like, <laughs> does Sauron realize which of the hobbits has the ring? That might be why Gandalf is like, oh yeah, let's bring the hobbits to the gate. And They're the we decoy get, hobbits. Yeah, it's like if right. you painted numbers on the hobbits, like you would number one, two, four, and five. And then Sauron be like, oh man, there's five hobbits. Where's the fifth hobbit? And he'd be searching <laughs> around for number three. When lo and behold, there is no number three. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? Sauron has to be asking himself, are there, how many hobbits are they? Does he feel lucky? If there's four, there's more. <laughs> it's like when you see a deer on the side of the road. If you see one deer, there are more. Oh. The ring wraiths come back. Sauron, we've got an infestation of hobbits in Mordor. Right? Well, I mean, if you found one, there's got to be a million. It's <laughs> <laughs> popping up like daisies. Do you think Sauron even knew what a hobbit was until like six months ago or however long it was when, when Frodo was like in the Shire? <laughs> and when Sauron sent, sent Sauron a message and was just like, a halfling has the ring. And Sauron's like, what the heck is that? Yeah. A what now? Like, it's a in what? the name. <laughs> Is this link. a Shrier Baggins? Like, what is this? <laughs> Send the ring race. <laughs> Go find the Shire. They're the hands of Sauron. The ring race? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, like the fingers. Yeah. yeah. The but fingers of Sauron. Of oh, oh. Well, you know, some of them got Frodo's cut off by fingers. a Sildor. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. One was cut off by a Sildor, the... yeah. Yeah. You got it. Oh. We're all on the same page. <laughs> page nine. That's right. Because we can't get to page movie. ten. <laughs> I imagine that if there was like a court jester in Barador, he would be the butt of Sauron because everyone makes fun of him. Oh. Yeah, the butt of all the jokes. <laughs> yeah. 
there's another part of anatomy that we could say exists in Mordo that he would probably just be a really insulting stand-up comic. Well, like, I mean, oh, that's just, dude. That's just Baradour, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need an ogre to walk up to the edge of Mordor and lean down to his donkey companion and be like, oh, do you think he's compensating for something? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? It's a big, tall thing. It's got one eye at the top. It's right there. It's right oh. there. It's so obvious now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you think have we determined that this is Aragorn's horse? I, if that's Brago, what a horse! How did like? There's a whole movie of Brago getting back to Aragorn, of, right? Of Brago leaving the entrance to the Paths of the Dead and then going on foot to the Pelennor Fields to get reunited with Aragorn. Yeah. Because he won't let anyone else in Rohan ride him. He didn't come down here with Aomer. Right. So that's like a whole like horse journey movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> just spirit just right? in between here. <laughs> I think it is the same horse. I mean it it makes sense for it to be from an outside the movie perspective. Yes, like if it's this one of the this is an early filming thing, like yeah. it would be the same horse. But like no, <laughs> it can't be. We haven't seen his sword yet. I mean, you. I think you can see the tip of the scabbard on the left side of the horse when oh, he's okay. riding towards the oh, black so gate. Oh, so yeah, it has to be. So it must be Brago, but how? I don't know. How is it Brago? He just took the long way around. I guess. <laughs> what a horse. Brago, that's Shadow a kingly name. You, right? <laughs> Got some competition for the Lord of all horses there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if that is Brago. Does Brago have little white little white spots at the, the base of his um, legs? I need to go back and look. Yeah, I'm gonna have to gonna have to figure it out because But if he has the scabbard, like right. it's gotta be. Or he just found another scabbard in Gondor that happened to fit. How? I mean, it's Elrond's just the sword. Someone made the sword. It's like huge. Yeah. yeah, it's just not quite a big enough scabbard, so the first like six inches of the blade sticks out the top. It's like, oh, just be careful. It's just to hold <laughs> it on the horse. Oh man, but <laughs> I don't know if I have any other notes for this. I don't either, because Aragorn, yeah, he definitely draws it out of a scabbard because he doesn't have it in his hands when he rides up on the horse. Right. Right. The mystery. What a good horse. Just a, yet another thing in this movie. It's just like, how? How? <laughs> There's magic. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Brago, magic horse. Right? Look at my horse. My <laughs> horse is amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's cursed. I mean, if you want to talk about Baradur... <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Don't well, trust any lemonade in Mordor. From the no. website, .com. I'm ending this now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You can check out some of the other dueling genre non-movies by minutes podcasts, such as uh, speaking of the long way around, The Doctor's Companion, which I co-host with Scott and Nick, and we do Doctor Who stuff, um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, there's also the Protagonist podcast. There's Tales from the Short Box if you like comics. Geek by Night and Immunities are beautiful, wonderful audio dramas. So there's a lot of 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 variety to choose from. Um, thank you, Rick and Julia, for joining us today. Um, of and course. We'll be back. Yeah, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about uh, Lord of the Rings. Bye. Bye. <laughs>